Welcome back to the DJ Sessions, where we feature the best DJs, producers, and musicians from around the world. I'm your host, Darren, and right now we're in the DJ Sessions virtual studios in Seattle, Washington. Come to you live right now. Well, not live, live in a Zoom, but recorded for our viewers with none other than Lindsey Sterling and Mako coming in all the way from LA. How are you two doing today? Doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm just loving it. We're getting a little bit of good weather here now. Things are turning. We're coming out of the winter. Looking back to getting outside and doing some outdoor events. And just things are going really awesome over here at, at the DJ sessions. But what we're really here to talk about is the collaboration you two just did. And the, the music video or song and music video, Lose You Now. Um, I just got to say, I, I listened to it this morning because I'm been swamped with so much work. But I, I literally... And I know you've gotten so many comments that are the same to this. It literally moved me to tears. I was just feeling so peaceful. Uh, it's one of the, one of the words I read the, the the press release, and it was just that word resonated with me, and it just made me feel like uh, like I was ascending into something different to another level, and um. You know, it was actually one of your instrumental-only tracks, uh, Guardian, um, off of your album Artemis, which congratulations on hitting the, the number one positions on the dance, music, uh, electronic albums, and classical albums charts there. Um, you know, many people felt that way, you know, and, and just like yourself, um, once you heard Mako's version of it as well, mm -hmm. you know, it just moved you. Uh, you know, what was your, for the music video, you helped direct that, what was your inspiration for the theme of the for the video you know um i don't know i listen to the song oh like if i don't have an idea by the time like i've written a song or because sometimes the music video ideas will even precede the song for me they're so connected to me the the music and the visuals um and so for this one you know obviously it was something that was like created in a very unique way and mako sent me the track after you know he'd written his part so i just listened to it over and over again and i just um, kind of went back to the place. I wanted to show in a very symbolic way the journey that I went through of loss before reaching that feeling of, like you said, peace. Because like, you know, when you first lose anything, the feeling is not peace that you're left with, you know, and you have to go through these stages. And so, you know, that big bag that was carrying all the things that represented like the people I'd lost. And as I like lost some of the things, you know, feeling like I was losing the people all over again, um, you know, and then ultimately learning the lesson that like they're always with us, you know, and it's not the things, it's not the physicality, it's not even having them here that makes them, you know, present in our lives, like spirits live on and they can still be with us. So that was kind of the theme of the video was trying to like showcase the stages of grief that I went through um, to arrive at like the piece that Mako so beautifully was able to express through his words. And, you know, are, do you play video games? Are you a video game fan, fanatic? Do you do anything in the video game realm? Not a lot, actually. I don't do a ton. I, I mean, I dabble. Um, Mako does, though, in a very no, unique way. I'll be asking about that. The reason I ask is your your video reminded me of a game that I used to play called Fallout. Mako oh. might be familiar with this one, but it was a, it's set in the future, post-apocalyptic United States, and you're literally running through the wasteland. Mm -hmm. And it, I just got immediately resonated with me, that game Fallout, that you were running through the wasteland and you're grabbing kind of things and stuff in them. Because when you're in Fallout, you're kind of grabbing all these I, they call it junk and you're trying to make 
different things with the stuff you're collecting, but you're in this wasteland that you once knew. And I just felt that you were traveling through this wasteland, but grabbing these very important items that were going to be your right. memories. And, and then at one point, this wasn't necessarily the theme of the game fallout, but you transcend and you have this, I don't know if it would be a, well, you would describe it probably as an angelic experience uh, where you, this power comes around you and just surrounds you with like this psychic energy, uh, whatever the energy was. It was just, it was amazing. By the way, go Thank watch the video. <laughs> and seeing that transformation, that is very, uh, that, that narrative is a lot, in a lot of video games, that narrative happens where you have mm -hmm. the young adventurer that eventually levels up and try to just becomes powerful. And I was just wondering if any video games had been the influence or if you were a video game played video games yeah. that had influence on that. Um, not particularly video games, but I've always loved like the post-apocalyptic aesthetic. And it felt so perfect for this song, especially because, you know, like you called it a wasteland that like, and I was, it was almost like I was going through the wasteland of my memories of my past, you know, that now felt so dead and, you know, but um, then realizing, you know, anyways, having the moment of transcending. And I think that's something that like we all search for not once, not twice, but like a million times through our lives as we go through like hard experiences. You have to go through it, feel all the pain, go through your own wasteland. And then you have to figure out, okay, how will I, you know, transcend this? And I just felt that experience of like literally like angel wings wrapping around me several times. It's not a constant feeling it's not something that I feel all the time but I've had these incredible special moments where I was like it felt so powerful and undeniable that like oh my gosh like I feel like I'm in the arms of my angels right now and it's special it's something that I was trying to portray and I loved watching the reaction videos of it because when that moment would happen you could see people's faces like Ugh! and and I was like oh my gosh like I got to portray like a, a piece of what I felt through that Absolutely. And, and, you know, Mako, you're no stranger to video games yourself. I know this is supposed to be a music show and I'm kind of going into the video game direction. But, you know, you do work with the, the, the hit game. I mean, worldwide phenomenal game, League of Legends. And um, you just released a recent album yourself, Fable. And, um, you know, the two of you collaborating together, did that just, how did that actually come together? I was reading the, the press release, but how did you two like get connected. You know what's weird is that it's one of those things that just makes way too much sense. And I think it took a couple of years to actually intersect, but my background is in classical music. I love movie music. I love fantasy video games and I make electronic music. And it's just like the Venn diagram of the things that Lindsay's interested <laughs> in and I'm interested in is just giant. And so we had met at a session years prior uh, with a film composer, um, but didn't really like interact much. And then it wasn't until she started working on Artemis, her last album, that uh, we sort of got involved. And like, it was just one of those things that connected so quickly. I mean, mainly because we couldn't even record music because we'd just be chatting away for hours at the beginning of each session. Like we just got along really famously and then the music really worked well. Uh, and so like, you know, getting a chance to work with both Lindsay and Amy Lee uh, on Love Goes On and On and Artemis was like an absolute dream for me. And it was effortless and so much fun. And so when the word came around that Lindsay was looking for that vocal for Guardian, uh, it just everything connected like crazy. And it was just it was as easy as just like, you know, shooting a text message over and then just getting going and talking about it. And it it just like it, it's the way that music should be made, which is just like you know, people that get along great, actually having great ideas together and sharing those ideas and then just going for it. And so like, you know, it's just one of the, been the great chapters for me is getting sort of Lindsay and, and work on this song specifically. 
Awesome. I, I have a viewer question for you. It leads right into that. Is, mm-hmm. is if both of you could have a dream collaboration, like the both of you working together could have a dream collaboration. Is there a, a certain producer, instrumentalist, or vocalist that you would like to work with one day? And that's coming from Nick Wax, one of our ardent fan viewers, by the way. What do you got, Lindsay? Oh, um, you know, actually, Amy Lee was like my dream collaboration before. So like, I got to do that with you and that's pretty cool. Um, and so now, honestly, it would be John Williams. I love <laughs> John Williams. <laughs> We've got time. Let's make it happen. <laughs> we got time. Yes. Okay, Mako, what's yours? I'm going to have to say John Powell is my favorite film composer because he's the one that convinced me to stop playing French horn and start writing music because I heard his score for How to Train Your Dragon in college and I was just like completely like over, I was just like moved by it. And I was like, this has to be what I do now. And uh, I think, I don't know, a lot of people have those kinds of folks that like basically make them start making music. Uh, But I, you know, I would love to collaborate with them as well. So we'll bring John Powell, John Williams, Lindsay wow. and Mako. <laughs> awesome. that, that is awesome. I was just actually in an interview with a cut chemist earlier this week. And one of the first albums he had ever got was gifted by his parents was the Star Wars soundtrack on vinyl. Mm-hmm. And it kind of changed his musical tones and overtones to where he actually started collecting records. And um, eventually the first collection of records that he ever owned was the James Bond soundtrack on vinyl. And I mean, this guy is a legend. So it's just interesting of, of how much influence, you know, John Williams would have. And then, you know, obviously the other people you brought in. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, Mako, is, is this is, goes way back to our early days with the DJ sessions. You collaborated with Sander Van Dorn back in the day. I remember, you know, we can go way back. I could show you the footage on our website in, a, you know, sitting with him on a couch for the first time, right when his career was getting started. I just wanted to try to drop that in there. It's awesome to see people that I, I've interviewed so many years ago to, to be keep growing and collaborating with others. Um, you know, is there something you would say, like to say to any up and coming producers to watch for, watch out for when it comes to making their career successful? This is to the both of you, by the way. Absolutely. I mean, you said it yourself. Like, it's amazing when you're in the industry long enough, you just start, start to see like all these kids, these like I was an annoying little kid passing out my flash drive to people. And then, you know, these kids like have beautiful careers and they like actually start to find their way into the fabric of music. And it's so exciting. And that release with Sander was my very first label release. That was me in my little apartment struggling to pay the rent, just being like, oh, my, I can't believe I got to collabing with Sander Van Doren. And that was I don't know, like seven or eight years ago. It's amazing that you brought that up because that was like such a, a far away memory for me, but really fond memory. And I think for anybody out there, just like stick with it and follow what you love. This is like a dream industry to be able to make music. So just go make your favorite music and make it for a long time. And then, you know, things will happen. Absolutely. Lindsay, any advice you'd want to give to up and coming producers, uh, musicians, I, I love what you said, Mako. It literally, it, like, do it for a long time. Like, a lot of people are like, well, I tried and failed. And you're like, well, like, I think a, I, so many artists or anybody in this industry pretty much has that story that could have been I tried and failed. Like, you know, but we all stuck out that failure um, because it happened not once, but many times before we ever became anything, you know? And so it really is just like a game of perseverance and not getting jaded so that you, you know, don't want to do it anymore. If you can just still love what you do and persevere, like 
your chance of, will eventually come. And I strongly believe that. And also I just think trusting your gut, if it's telling you to keep going, like never stray from that. Cause like this will never lead you astray. You know, it, it, I'm, I'm glad you both brought that up. Uh, not staying focused, staying on target and, and just keep following with what your gut and gut tells you to do. Producing music and being in the studio for countless hours behind the computer screen or in the studio, it takes hours and hours and hours doing that, sculpting your beats, making the tracks perfect the way you want them. What do you two do in your spare time to stay fit? Hmm. You know, I, uh, I think people often think that like my, because I dance and play the violin, they're like, Oh, you must always be in shape. I'm like, well, no, I only do that when I'm on tour. Like I, I don't like dance around my house all the time. <laughs> um, so, I mean, honestly, I have, um, I make myself work out 30 minutes every day. I don't have an amazing, I'm not an overachiever in it, you know? And I like, it's kind of funny. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to be a hero, but I'm, I make myself work out 30 minutes every day. Otherwise I literally sit and play the violin, sit and edit, sit and, you know, make music. Like my life is very sedentary. So 30 minutes of Pilates every day, YouTube videos, lame as it gets, but I do it. <laughs> She's good with hiking too, by the way. Are you still getting out there as much? Oh, I need to. I haven't left my house in days. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing with all this too. And I'm like, Lindsay, I just sit in front of my desk and make music all day. So I think for me, it's just making sure that I have healthy food in the refrigerator behind me. And then getting about like 30 minutes in a day is super important. I, I mm -hmm. literally just picked up Tai Chi myself and I'm watching mm -hmm. the YouTube videos and getting into Tai Chi as well as, as you know, some of that movement with meditation philosophy. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's just definitely staying healthy is, is one of the key things that, uh, you know, you have to do in this industry to balance work life balance. I burnt myself out numerous times over the past 28 years, uh, to where I didn't even want to pick up a video camera. I didn't want to do an interview. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is in this, I'm just taking a break for it. But after finding my work life balance, I've been able to just excel in ex exponentially in so many different ways. So definitely it's good. You have those outlets to definitely keep that work life and health balance in effect. Um, going to another question from one of our viewers, um, targeting or Lindsay, but Mako, you play the piano as well. If you didn't play the violin and Mako, if you didn't play the piano, cause I see a keyboard over there, over your shoulder there, I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming that's one of your go-to instruments. What instrument would you like to pick up and learn and play? And that comes from, um, Tim, you. Got you. Uh, well, don't let Michael fool you. I think he mentioned it maybe before, but he's a French horn. French horn. Like he was a French horn major at Juilliard. So like, like not just like oh, I dabbled in elementary school. Like he like plays the French horn. But um, for me, it would be piano. I have so much like I can't believe I didn't play the piano when I was growing up. So that's for me. I'm going cello. That's like to me like one of the most beautiful instruments and I try and write for it and I just got one just to make noise on it but I have to ask Lindsay how to rosin the string because I have no idea what I'm doing <laughs> I got you <laughs> oh, that's awesome and, and if, if you two have a tour planned for 2021 I'm excited to, to, to see that because I looked at the dates I looked at who you have coming along with potentially coming along with you on that tour one of my favorite artists I fell in love with her Six years ago when I saw the video Hideaway, I, I couldn't, I, I can't get enough of it. As a matter of fact, a friend of mine just posted it on Facebook the other day and I said, did you see the Russian video of it? The Russian remake video of it? And she just got a kick out of it. I mean, it's hilarious. Oh, I need to watch that. You know, that. I, I've never actually looked up how to pronounce her name correctly. So please help me with the one, this oh, one. Is it Kaiser? 
Kaiser. It is yeah. Kaiser. Okay. I, I always have said it the wrong way. Um, so Kaiser, you're coming on in that tourist plan and you're coming to Wamu Theater here in Seattle. Um, believe it's July, let me scroll down, July 12th, 7 p.m. I'm so excited. I can't wait to come. Yes, I know. I'm so excited. Um, but if there was any other musicians um, for one of your tours uh, that you could tour with, who would that be? Um, gosh, well, first of all, I am so hoping that we get to tour and I know it might look different than, you know, tours in the past, but I think everybody's ready to do whatever it takes to go out whenever they can. So I'm super excited. We're excited to go with Kaiza and I'm so excited that we'll be able to like perform Lucy now on the stage live. Um, and then who else would I bring? Um, I would someday love to open for Pink. She's my favorite live performer ever. She is so cool, so strong, so like you go to her show and you leave just being like, I'm strong, I'm a woman, I rock. Like she, there's no one like Pink. Mako, how about you? So I saw this concert a couple of years ago. It's this Icelandic band called Sigurás. Do you know them? Mm. I don't off the top of my head now. So there's just these like these three magical people from Iceland, and they perform with the Los Angeles Philharmonic, like the orchestra here at Disney Hall. And for some reason, I was just like bawling the whole concert. It was just so powerful. And I was like, oh, my God, if I could like join that energy at some point. I mean, I'm not an Icelandic boy, unfortunately, but like that would probably be my like thing. That would be amazing. Um, you know, that's uh, you know, you mentioned Pink earlier, Lindsay, and um, a few years back when she was on tour here in Seattle, I run another company, uh, a mobile billboard company, but we've taken it's basically a big glass box on the back of the truck. And we oh, cool. built, we put a live streaming studio in it so we could take it to events and do interviews and do our show live. And we actually drive it around now and um, put DJs in the back of it and drive around through the city, basically kind of like a concert on wheels. And it's really That's awesome. So cool. We call it the mobile sessions. But what 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 hit me when you said Pink was that uh, when Pink came to town a few years back, we actually did the campaign uh, for them and wrapped our truck in Pink put a bunch of, of girls dressed in outfits, you know, in pink shirts in the back and play pink music as loud as we could. You could hear right. from about a quarter mile away as we were driving through the streets of Seattle promoting the tour. So definitely resonates that that power that she brings is definitely hits. And, you know, just had a hand of working on something that was kind of in conjunction with one of our tours. It just was awesome to, to be a part of that. Um, you know, we limited time. I know you two are two busy people, got a lot going on down there and tons of other stuff to get going on. Is there anything else you want to let our DJ Sessions viewers know about? Uh, let them, uh, you know, any other project, anything you're working on that's coming up? Lindsay first. You know, usually I have a great answer for this question. And right now the answer is I have no clue. <laughs> that's a hard thing to say as an artist. We all want to act like we're so busy and like, we, oh my gosh, <laughs> and, you know, we got so much happening. But, you know, sometimes... The honest truth is like, and I, and I want to say this honestly, because I feel like so many people are struggling, feeling like they don't know what to do next. And so, yeah, I, you know, for anyone who's listening that maybe doesn't know what is coming next for you, that's a scary feeling. And I, I'm sitting in it and realizing that that's okay to be there. So anyways, that's my message to anybody. Cause, um, I feel like a lot of people are feeling that right now. Mm -hmm. so that's my answer. <laughs> I don't have, to, I'm, I'm actually, I'm trying to learn to produce. So 
got any tips, Mako? You can uh, <laughs> send them my way. I, I always love when you'd send me the like a 10 or 11 PM at night. Like it was like, what do I, how do I use, cut up this audio file on <laughs> logic? Like you're trying to make an edit for something at the last minute. Um, I don't know if that yeah, answer. That's so gotten... true, by the way. That like, we're always like pretending that we have so much to do, especially in LA, but it's like, you know, it's COVID and it's crazy and it's intense and it's not always the case. Like sometimes it's just like a little scary and we just need to go find something else to dive into. Um, and I don't have anything else either. I mean, I just released the album Fable that you were so nice to mention. I mean, go stream Lose You Now. I love this song so much. I'm so excited that we're, we're pushing this out. And uh, I'm working on a TV series uh, for League of Legends right now that's going to come out, you know, hopefully 2021. So just keep an eye out. And uh, there's going to be a TV show that's going to be really cool coming. That's yeah. awesome. And, you know, definitely where can people find out more information about the both of you? Uh, you know, where they can go check out this video. I know it's on YouTube. Lose, lose you now. Oh, check it out there. Uh, I put it out over on my socials this morning. Um, so I'll be putting it out there more and more and more and more sharing it. But where can people grab the links to share that from? Lindsay, uh, I'm not sure which direction you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, go to YouTube and watch the video and share it however you want. Like, I'm so proud of this video and this project. And I feel like... Um, I like the music video is one of the best ways to capture the whole story. So I hope people go check the music video out. And, and I also do hope you check out um, Mako's uh, new album, Fable. It's really good. Um, he's so talented. And so, I, you know, and I think he does such a variety of stuff. So you got to check out his music as well. Awesome. And Mako, where can people find out more information about you? Yeah, just uh, it's Mako is all my social handles. Just come say hi. Awesome. Just say Lindsay, uh, one thing before we let you get going, I noticed on your website, I did want to touch base on this. You do run a nonprofit charity outreach program right now called the Upside Fund. Um, mm -hmm. I wish I would have rolled that back before we did the outro, but it's okay. Tell us a little bit about the Upside Fund before we let you both get going here. Yes. Um, you know, I've, I've been doing like a giveaway, like, or basically helping people pay medical bills every Christmas for the last few years. And then when COVID happened, I thought, you know what, I want to do more than just like my Christmas thing. Like I want to make it more official so that I could give more in a like, you know, you have to have it right so you can legally give away money when it gets to a certain amount. So, um, so I created the Upside Fund just to help people that were struggling with COVID. And, um, and the thing that's been so beautiful about it is um, I had so many fans not only come and say, I need help, but I had so many fans say, I want to give as well. And so it, the Upside Fund has become a place where people can come to ask for help or they can come to give help. You can go there to give or receive. And it's been a really beautiful thing to see amongst my fan community. Um, you know, this place where people can help each other and be helped. And it's been, um, you know, just the messages I've gotten, you know, it's been a really cool experience to be able to like give at this time. Yeah. It's, it's one of the founding missions of the DJ sessions before we actually were called the DJ sessions. We were, we were ITV live presents the DJ sessions. And one of our missions was to always help um, artists and musicians, producers, people get exposure, you know, because they didn't have the, the ability to buy all the video gear, the video equipment, the know-how, how to yeah. produce, live stream, all of that, and, and basically let them come in, be them and who they wanted to be, and and feature them on, through our through our platform, through our studio. And the DJ Sessions itself, the DJ Sessions Event Services is a nonprofit charitable organization mm -hmm. that helps Very to cool. give back to the community and helps grow to you know, foster music development growth and all of that. So it's just awesome to see people doing something to give back in, in multiple ways. 
um, not just through the music and how your music has changed both your your music has moved me this morning. I mean, I am moved. And, and that in itself is a, is a gift and a blessing that both of you have that talent to do that for people, but also being able to give back to others in a way is just amazing. So I want to say thank you so much for the both of you taking the time to come in and, and talk with me. We will be running down that mobile studio I talked about. We're planning a road trip series. So I'd love to maybe oh. connect with you down in LA. You know, when we hit down there, one of our resident DJs has residency down there and um, we'll be planning a road trip. So maybe we'll see you on the road here soon. If not, when you come to Seattle, when you come to Seattle, we'll see you here. It's Lindsay Sterling and Mako on the DJ Sessions. Don't forget to go to our website, thedjsessions.com. Find us on Facebook, hashtag us on Twitter, Instagram. You know how to do it. It's the DJ Sessions where the music never stops.